see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the road, they but so fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a row of bedding in a Georgia town. On a show of bad libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the love fairy where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of us thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with fairy and the toy, it's second to none. Hello, hello. Hello. Ah, your keyboard is always so super loud. Usually you complain that I sound too quiet. No, but like you're like I can hear you on your keyboard. <laughs> okay. Or like if you're clicking or what it's it's yeah, it's like loud. I'm sorry. Whatever. All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and kick off the show. Welcome to In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya. So it's a special episode. It's the season ender for season 11 for us. This is episode number 132. And we're actually recording on a Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Um, yeah, I realized on, well, on, I think I reached out to you on Wednesday about our Thursday schedule. And just wanted to remind you that I'm working, you know, now. Because <laughs> um, I think uh, you still had us down for four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And um, so I was like, hey, you know, at the earliest, I would be home at like five. And um, so basically, we ended up pushing it back and then pushing it back again. Uh, because apparently, you're like living with your brother and sister-in-law. Yeah, it kind of feels that way at this point. <laughs> at least I think they feel that way. They made a comment about it yesterday. It was funny. Uh, so what <laughs> led up to um, us now having waited about two weeks to record an episode? Of course, that first week I was on vacation. Uh, it was supposed to be vacation. I call it now the quasi-vacation simply because um, I ended up spending um, quite a bit of time parked in my car at a McDonald's parking lot so that I could have uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, where we stayed at a state cabin, there is very little cell reception. Uh, and in addition to that, there is no internet. So uh, I brought my, actually both my computers thinking, okay, well, I can get a couple things done because there were some big deliverables that a client of mine had for this for that week and so it meant that I would have to work uh, for part of it and that's what happened is that uh, basically Tuesday and Thursday of that week uh, I, I had to do client work which was not the intention you know I wanted for this to be a, a full-on vacation where I didn't have to do anything for any client uh, but I guess the timing of it was not all that great and so I came back not quite as rested. I am suffering from just a general lack of interest in, in work stuff. I feel like I've been working most of my life and at such a um, intense rate that I'm like, I'm ready for like a full on vacation or semi-retirement or something. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so what led to us not recording this past Thursday is that 
I had said, or yeah, I thought we were going to do four. I didn't, I kind of realized you went back to school, but didn't really realize that you were back physically at school. So I didn't change it on the calendar and I made plans with uh, Miles and Gwen to go over to their house on Friday because of something that we got addicted to while on vacation. And so white chocolate is the gateway drug or gave us the gateway drug. We are all now addicted to playing Nintendo Switch. Um, specifically Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> so oh, wow. I bought a Switch and uh, Gwen has a Switch and Miles has a Switch. And of course, White Chocolate has a Switch, which Beyonce also uses. So uh, yeah, it has been, it's been interesting, but I was telling Kay that this is more like my addiction, it's very similar to his Facebook addiction. He can't not be on Facebook. And for me, it, it's almost the same with Animal Crossing because it's just, I don't know, it's so simple. But it's a really great way to uh, relax and, you know, spend more time with my family, I guess. <laughs> uh, now, T'Challa has a Switch, but I don't think he plays Animal Crossing. No. Yeah. Well, don't start because it's addicting. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was actually up this morning until about 4.30 playing. Um, and that was coupled with me having gone over to their house yesterday. And I was there until almost 11. I came home and then continued playing. And it's not the first time that I've done it like that. So we've had it now for about two weeks. And that has um, taken up more time than watching television the past couple weeks. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Okay. That, that's right. why I flaked on you because I made plans and I was like, I am playing my Animal Crossing. I don't care. So. So you pushed back the show so you could do Animal Crossing. Um. Yes. <laughs> All right. You well, would understand if you played the game. I know. I understand. You got to have priorities. I mean, one of them show with your best friend that's been running for you know, <sighs> for a decade. Whatever. Uh, the other <laughs> is some sort of animated family video. fun time yes yeah, yeah well it's funny because you should see us all huddled into it's 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 their actual dining room but they're not they're uh, they're going to convert it to their dining room they've used it as an office um they're changing they just lay down new flo floors in their frog you know the front room over garage so they're going to move the office up there but all of us all four of us were in the office with six huge screens um, and we were all playing Animal Crossing. In Did you that call room. it a frog? Yes, that's that's the Front industry room over garage. Yeah, that's the industry term for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> well, so I wonder. I mean, when they sold in the house, was that like, oh, and this house comes with a frog? I don't know, but I just, I mean, remember, I was, I did some real estate stuff for a little bit, so it's just one of those things that stuck. So, wow. and it's easier to say, oh yeah, the frog. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I know we could probably talk for an hour about your animal crossing thing, but uh, this is supposed to be a special show. It is a special show. Every show is a special show, but yes, yeah. you are correct. So this one, you know, I didn't, I didn't even look to see if you filled out anything on the, uh, the agenda thing. Cause we weren't supposed to. Well, I did just because it's habit and yeah. And you're you. 
Yes, yes. You'll probably have spare time. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, the concept for this show is that T'Challa would write down some things for us to talk about. Now, he has written them on a sheet of paper that's folded up. Uh, I have not seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the topics are. Um, it could be something that, yeah, we knock out in 10 minutes. I don't know. It could be something that irreparably causes harm to our relationship. I don't know. Is that even possible? I don't know. Okay. He says, yeah. Now, T'Challa, is there any preamble before I open the paper? Is there anything you want to say? Um, or apologize for anything? I did put a lot of effort into it. Oh, my. Okay. Didn't put a lot of effort into it. So um, it's pretty par for the course on the show. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> interesting now what what makes me curious is right before the show he hurriedly took the paper back and scribbled out a couple of things okay wow so i'm not going to ask you to reveal what those things were but why did you decide to change those things uh, because just because okay yeah all right well we'll yeah. always wonder what could have been <laughs> okay so number one Oh, this is a good one. Uh, why Latoya always has depressing topics? You sure you you didn't write this and that that T'Challa actually wrote this? This is T'Challa's. <laughs> I yes, wrote it, I wrote it. And All I, right. I, I've got a little piece of paper here, so I only see one topic at a time. So. All right. So. It starts, I, it starts when you were a child, right? Well, no, no, no. Actually, it um, <laughs> <laughs> my depression hit. Um, you know, keeping it at 100, uh, I became more depressed during my first marriage. Uh, so that was, of course, in my very early 20s. I got married at 19, was I 19? Something like that. 18, 19. Um, Still a baby. And yeah, very much so. And I mean, you know, life happens. Life is cruel. And for whatever <laughs> reason, um, I that's how it manifested itself and certainly during the divorce it got worse and since then i've just i think been predisposed to being generally a depressing person so um yeah i talk about or i talk about depressing stuff because that's unfortunately the way i view my life sure yeah so um that, that right. it's my turn to answer that question he didn't ask you this is for us to discuss. Okay, fine. All right, so T'Challa, there's, there's a couple of different ways that people deal with depression, right? Um, some people wallow in it like a pig in mud. <sighs> that is Latoya, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Whereas, whereas I'm not sure mine is any healthier. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, mine tends to be escapism, right? which is why, you know, I read comics and I read books and I write things and uh, I spend money. Um, <laughs> I watch things, you know, it's, it's all an attempt to avoid thinking about the things that upset me, right? Whereas uh, Latoya, you could say, is a braver person. She confronts them and then even when they go away, she hugs them to her like a teddy bear of sorrow, right? And we'll yes. <laughs> yeah i i um yeah that that's so, a very accurate response yeah. every now and then 
you know, I'll, I'll be in a conversation with her and she'll like be a very upset about something that occurred to her 23 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, depression manifests itself in different ways. And yeah, for some of us, um, especially when you couple it with OCD, you will continually rethink every situation that is of any, um, has, has impacted your life, whether it be positively or negatively. <laughs> yeah. So when I come up with topics, I deliberately come up with topics. I don't want to discuss anything, you know, depressing, right? Because, you know, I'm depressed enough. Whereas uh, Latoya, she is so singularly focused mm-hmm. <laughs> that when I point out that all of her things are depressing, sometimes I think she's surprised. She didn't even realize that they were depressing topics. Yep. That's what she thinks about. Yep, because that's my life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So topic number one, I think handled in a very mature fashion. Sure. <laughs> topic number two. Okay. So uh, T'Challa wants to know our impressions about two different kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, number one are flat earthers. Okay. Number two are anti-vaxxers. Oh, jeez. Now, I'll answer this one first. Since okay, you... yes. Um, I will say I think these two kinds of people are, um, are similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that they well, point out a... The same person. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they are the same person. You're right. Um, and I think that they point out a problem that has been getting worse and worse and continues to get worse in America and around the world. Fake news? Huh? Fake news. Well, I was going to say anti-intellectualism. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's the same thing, though, if, if you think yeah. about it. <laughs> and I go all the way back. I remember in the 2000 election, you know, when it was Al Gore, who people would make fun of because he talked and acted like some sort of college professor. Mm-hmm. And George W. Bush, where a lot of people said, I like him. He's like me. Right? Right. And um, it's just gotten much worse since then. Um. And, you know, it used to be that when somebody went to college, other people looked up to them. Right. And now people who did not go to college for whatever reason, and I'm not speaking of everyone, but a large percentage, they think that college people are snobbish and think they're better than them and uh, have probably been brainwashed by their liberal college professors. Okay. Well, some of us are snobbish, but, you know. Well, I, hey, and it's hard for me to deny it, right? That I think that people who are highly intelligent and have a lot of education do look down upon people who don't. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it, yes. Yeah. And so they get their, you know, ire up, right? Because, you know, nobody likes to be looked down upon. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. And often I am condescending to those stupid people, mm-hmm. right? I get it. Um, and anyway, it makes them suddenly doubt everything yes. that intelligent people have told them, right? So science is all of a sudden a conspiracy, right? If they, tell, if they have told you all your life that the earth is round, well, it must be flat. If, they, if everybody tells you you should wear a mask when you're in public, screw that. Right? Well, that's the Americanism side of it too. So but, but, yeah, but it's 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 around the globe too, um, and I think it leads to lots of things. People who are people who are have less education tend to be more racist, 
Mm -hmm. They tend to be more sexist. And susceptible to stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so when you see, like, for instance, in Germany last week, that apparently neo-Nazis have infiltrated their military. Oh, jeez. So they're having this big purge trying to get out Nazis from there, you know? And um, I think it is a, a spreading problem. And I think part of it is is related to that that wealth gap. Mm-hmm. Because education is not cheap. And I think what you're seeing is the, the eradication of the middle class, the growing numbers of people who would really be upper to middle to lower, lower class mm -hmm. economically, who are deciding, you know what, I can't afford to go get an education. And then you have the, the, the really ultra elite, who of course they can pay their way to go to college mm -hmm. and to get their degree right as recent scandals have told us mm -hmm. and i just think that all of this together combined with fewer and fewer people owning our media so there are fewer narratives out there mm -hmm. um i think all of this is all coming together in this huge sweltering pot of making people dumb and dumb people think dumb things <laughs> It's a proven fact. Yes. yes. And, um, and so, you know, despite I, me trying to tell them, well, there's hundreds of years of evidence that the planet is round. There are people who have been up there and have seen the planet. There's video and pictures and all of these things. That's not enough. Right, right. And even though... You know, people who understand how vaccinations work and have seen the evidence of it, the fact that we have nearly eradicated certain diseases that were killing people left and right. That's not enough. Yeah, we just can't eradicate dumb, unfortunately. So Yeah, exactly. So that's my answer to that. So, Latoya, it's on you. Like, you left me anything to say. I mean, you covered, like, everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, so your I, answer is your answer is ditto. Yes, my answer is ditto. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I mean I do think you're right though. I mean, unfortunately, there this not just an income gap, but an educational gap. And for those individuals who fall short or have not been able to continue their education for whatever reasons, they become less informed. Um, and of course they start to believe practically anything. Um, so, you know, even back with the whole, you know, they're, they're certainly more susceptible to being, you know, people who believe in conspiracy theories, um, you know, about, oh, the moon landing was faked and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I feel like, you know, life is hard enough. Why complicate it with stupid, you know? <laughs> so, so yes, that is, that is my feeling about individuals who refuse to accept scientific proof <laughs> um as as you know take it for what it is and and let me say uh before you know I, hey i love conspiracy theories mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're entertaining um, yeah i'll watch yeah. things and stuff and yeah. I'm, in some cases i believe in conspiracy theories but i think that there are people for whom that it's like everything right right nothing can and, be what it really is 
Um, right. There has to be something else. Paranoia is a good thing. However, too much of it can lead to one's own downfall. Yes. Correct. Yes, I agree. All right, so number three topics, and Latoya, you will kick this one off. <laughs> okay. um, do you want to explain what it is you want us to discuss here? Because uh, you wrote down Bigfoot erotica. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what exactly do you want us to, to go over? Our current feelings? I, I want you to, to discuss what your plans are for more of this <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, okay, then. So... Gwen is actually catching up on the show, and so she she has found those episodes quite interesting. Um, I think at one point, my 10-year-old, almost 11-year-old niece was in earshot oh, no. of one of those episodes. Oh, and no. so when I went over to their house on Friday, um, my niece had a bottle of soap because she felt like, you know, I need to wash my mouth out with soap. Um, and I have no immediate plans to read any more of that stuff because, you know, even if it's, whether it's monster erotica or not, um, that's just a part of my life, sex, that kind of stuff, that's just behind me. So, um, I'm just. <laughs> I, I think you're a little young to declare yourself celibate for the rest of your life. With no, I'm, I'm like, I'll be 40 this year. I spent the majority of my life cel celibate, even while I've been married for this decade. It's, you know, or whatever. It's been mostly celibate. So, I mean, I, I actually don't see that as a difficult thing honestly uh, i mean you know do you like doing it i mean of course i do but i mean and you're too young to be celibate well even if you're old you like doing it so i mean yeah, it doesn't that's the thing i mean if you have no interest in it that's fine right because there's some people they're they're asexual or or whatever you know they they don't need it you know but or want it but you know if you like it I don't see why you should just you know, throw your hands up. Well, I can like it and still throw my hands up about it because the alternative is just continuing to be more sexually frustrated. So I, I, I just like I let it go. I feel like we're spiraling off topic. But we I, are a little bit, but... Um, I mean, when you married a man who's 35 years older than you... He's not 35 years older. <laughs> but, I mean, he may as well be. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's like in his 70s. You know he's... Right? <laughs> But I mean, have have you discussed it with him? I mean, this has been a long, ongoing conversation. Yeah, it's been a long, ongoing conversation because the conversation ends the same way with basically him nothing. Going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just, you know, what am I supposed to do about it? It it is what it is. I mean, so does he I, does he does he feel like you guys do it enough? No. Um. He just, you know, I think he he uses the whole, you know, he's stressed out. And because of the medication he's on. And I'm like, those are all reasons to do it more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I had gotten so frustrated. I just stopped talking about it. I stopped asking him about, about it, all of that. It just, you know, if it happens, cool. If not, then, you know, it is what it is. And but he briefly, huh? You have to be careful though, because he'll stop. He'll, he'll eventually avoid it. Mm -hmm. Because he feels like it's a, an area of contention right and then you don't bring it up because you're like what's the point mm -hmm. right 
And sometimes, you know, this can lead to um, a distance in terms of intimacy. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's already been the case. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. And yes, I realize this is a little bit, you know, it's slightly connected to monster erotica since we've moved yeah. a little bit off subject. Um, but at, you, at some point you just kind of have to accept what it is. He did briefly. And I mean, he said it kind of jokingly, but I don't know. Uh, he was like, you know, well, if you need to get that from somewhere um, or someone, that's fine. And I'm like, you know, wow. I, there's still, well, it, he didn't mean it in any, you know, evil way. Well, no, um, but he's basically saying, you know, if you need an open relationship, you can have it. Essentially. And then it's like when I've revisited it with him, he's just kind of like, huh? As if like he didn't say that. And so, I mean, that was, you know, for a very brief time that sort of happened. Um, you know, certainly one could say the whole Eva Voldemort thing was a little right. bit on that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I, I am just let, I've mostly, mostly let it go. Cause I mean, you know, after I got divorced, Barry, I was celibate for like five years. So yeah, it wasn't went fucking nuts. Yes, I did. Yeah. But you had like a brief period where you were <laughs> thinking like the guy cutting your grass and all kinds of stuff. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yes, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, I only went, well, no, yeah, I did. I, I mean, yeah, I did kind of go nuts there for a couple of years. Okay, um, it, it happens to everybody. <laughs> I think it does, it does. But I mean, see, I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I think about the fact that my upbringing really directly led to kind of what has happened. You know, I was raised in a very Christian household. And so even the thought of having sex before marriage was a no-no. And so the first person I, mar um, I had sex with, I married, you know, and... I just, there's just a lot that I felt like I'd missed out um, on when I was younger that would have helped me to become better at, as far as my emotional intelligence. So it's like, yeah, I might've been book smart in some ways, but uh, the reverse of that was that I, my EQ was just extremely low. So um, there is going to be no erotica in my future well, in general. And I was going <laughs> to ask you, you know, because, you know, look, Sometimes what happens is couples get into a rut mm -hmm. right? and get into habits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of threw out the, the Bigfoot cosplay, not cosplay. <laughs> Good, right? Spice but basically, you know, I mean, I offer, I, I encourage you to share it with him, right? And mm -hmm. they mess things up a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't interested in that, so. so I mean, yeah. you know, have you found any, like, kinks he has? Does he, no. you know, something, you know, maybe you could, like, bring in little, a little porn or, no, or yeah, dress no. up for him no no so i mean and unfortunately obviously with age it gets worse and so right. i've had to accept um because i mean you know it's a decision you have to make either you're going to tolerate it or you're not i mean right and for me it's like um it's i don't know if i'm trying to pay you know like penance for the fact that during my 20s i was a little crazy for the couple of years um but I, again, it's well, just, I mean, what's the you know, point? I get it. In every relationship, you have to decide: is it are the benefits right? Does it outweigh annoyances? There are right. You know, uh, 
And I, I mean, you know, my husband, ha I get very annoyed with most things that he does. Um, but I have, we've reached the point in the relationship where it's just kind of like, you know what, whatever. Well, so. look at it this way, though, right? Real talk. Mm -hmm. We're going to have real talk here, T'Challa. Were we not having real talk? This, this, is, this is your real talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. husband's 73 years old no <laughs> listen listen chances are he's going to die within the next 10 years right? oh my gosh. so you'll be less than 50 mm -hmm. plenty of time to still you know get out there yeah i i'm and nowadays they sounds... have nowadays they have these they have apps you just um, type left and somebody will just come to you it's no. like oh, take out booty I, I am less and less interested as I get older um, because I'm so used to it at this point. I mean, okay. I've told you before, and I'm sorry to y'all for too much truth. But he asked. <laughs> not really. He was asking about something else, which led to this. But, um, you know, I am, I guess, somewhat rare in that I have only been with five people. And that's a very low number. T'Challa, that was at one time. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, not even. Um, and in uh, one case, what? Not need to know that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, and, and so for that, for that reason alone, you know, I always thought, you know, when the, I think there was a movie called What's Your Number? I always thought there was only going to be one. And then when that didn't happen, there was a five-year spell. And then I think for a relatively short period of time, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Barry, because I think it kind of was like this maybe year or two of just craziness. Um, that's when I racked up the others. <laughs> um, and in one case, the one who I guess you could say emotionally scarred me the worst, it was just one occurrence. like. I mean, it happened multiple times, but it was just one weekend. So, um, so yeah, it's there's 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 a lot that leads back to my depression. So, um, I just don't do the whole sex thing in general, so it doesn't complicate anything. And that includes monster erotica. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we brought it all back. I know, I know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, can I interject something really quick? Because it's kind of connected to Voldemort. And yes, I realize now looking at it that it certainly is depressing because in the notes, I put near death plus no more Voldemort. Can I go ahead and get rid of that um, now and then did move he, on? Did he nearly die? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. So during the vacation, my grandmother was supposed to come with us. And two days before, she was like, yeah, no, I don't want to come. So she decided she was going to stay with my cousin. Um, you know, another one of her grandchildren. And so, you know, we were all disappointed and somewhat annoyed, but it's like, okay, whatever, mama, do what you got to do. Well, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, my mom gets a call and my cousin tells her, you know, that um, an, ambulance, uh, an ambulance has come for my grandmother. Um, and like, this is a woman I've never known to be like, actual actually sick or in the hospital for that matter and you know she is my favorite person in the entire world kind of thing so when we found out we were like okay well 
let us know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Well, long story short, obviously, because it's COVID, we stayed um, on vacation because we couldn't even visit her. Come to find out that she had had a blood clot in her lungs. Um, wow. And although some say that that's kind of a sign of COVID, apparently hers originated maybe somewhere in the leg. So it wasn't like, I mean, they've tested her and all that kind of stuff. So as to uh, adding to why I'm just so crazy and depressed, when that happened, even though I was there with my husband um, on vacation, sleeping in separate beds, that's a whole different thing. Um, I felt... Real talk. You're more likely to get laid if you're in the same bed. I, yeah, yeah, but see, I mean, we're both old and use CPAPs, and the way the room was set up, it just made sense to sleep in separate beds. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, you know, in case you hadn't figured it out, I was letting you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so in, in the midst of all of that, with processing, you know, oh my gosh, my grandmother is 92 years old, and I, you know, I still, like, the day that I lose her, like, nothing in the world is going to matter. Like, regardless of whatever I'm doing, everything's going to stop. So I was, Kay was getting ready to go to sleep. I think he was playing Zynga poker or on Facebook because somehow, despite the lack of signal, he was able to be on Facebook and do all this stuff that other people could not in the house. Right. So I, I had not communicated with Voldemort in a couple months and just kind of thinking through the situation i i sent him an email and i just said you know it you know this this happened as far as my grandmother almost died and you know it made me kind of rethink some things and i just simply wanted to say that the things that you did to me were not okay that it was shitty on and unnecessary um, you know, I did certainly still express concern for him um, and saying that I hope that, you know, he's okay and for him to stay safe and stuff. But I, you know, send it off. And I didn't really expect to hear anything because I didn't alert him to the fact that I was going to email him. I don't know how frequently he checks that email, especially since it's Hotmail and who the hell has a Hotmail address in 2020. Um, well, um, this week, I think it was this Tuesday, he sent an email. He replied with literally one word. Apologies. <laughs> and so I, I responded back and said, you know, no response was necessary because I actually didn't care if he responded. You know, I specifically said in there that you've always been very callous and, and you know, as far as empty apologies. And so the fact that he would reply back with the word apologies it's like, God, you're so stupid. You know, I mean, it doesn't change the way, unfortunately, the, the, the way I feel about him, but it does put things into perspective and puts me in a position now where it's like, you know what, whatever. So, so yeah. I have to, you know, I have to point out, because we, we've had conversations before, um, you know, that if you don't want a response from him, you shouldn't contact him. Well, even I felt if, like I had something to say, and I didn't care yeah. if, he, if he responded. I know, but, you know, if... Every, and I mean, you know, I... I, I nudging I, him, you know, and that... But 
I okay. So yes, maybe I did nudge him. I mean, I I I can see that, but right. I mean, you know, I did not use it because when I saw his response, and it's just really weird. I've always I don't know why I've always felt this connection with him because it's like I can all I almost can sense when he's going to respond and so I saw the email within 10 minutes of him sending it but I I don't know like I said he's just he's like the unicorn but the unicorn that gives you some sort of STD or something I don't know um I just, <laughs> there's the title of the episode right there There you go unicorn um so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a point of acceptance, um, because honestly, you know, he would be the one person that I would would you know like, okay, if my husband doesn't want to put out, I would sleep with him again, kind of thing. But you know, I'm like he just he takes everything that is important to me, any everything that is good, and and somehow destroys it. And um, it, it's just interesting that essentially the one night stand of my life was the most impactful experience. I mean, it did last for a while. I mean, you know, you know what I mean, though, like yeah, there was yeah. just. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been frustrating, but I don't I actually don't believe I'll hear from him again because I still have him blocked on everything. Um, you know, he has me blocked on Facebook because I'd asked him to. So, I mean, it's, theoretically, he could, you know, unblock me and send me a message. Um, I don't have him blocked in email because he's not really an email person. And I was like, I just, I ain't got time for that. For as many times I've put on the blocks and taken them off. And I'm like, as long as it's on my phone and stuff, I'm good. Um, if he somehow felt some reason to write, then that would be somewhat compelling. But outside of that, no. But yes, yeah, so my grandmother's death helped to break that that uh, feeling of needing to have him in my life. Because I mean, I've literally not had a day where I've not thought about him, which is insane. So, anyway, so that's my um, depressing stuff. Of course. Yes. Yeah, see. Uh huh. <laughs> she took. She took my topic. <laughs> more depressing and made it like even more about her somehow yes i did i did totally <laughs> well i mean this show is somewhat cathartic for for you know myself and barry um i, I was just saying it just <laughs> felt like it just felt like any other topic yep yes Man, that, that's really the thing really really he could put any six words down and we'd have the same conversation probably <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so, so how is grandma now uh grandma is okay she came so she was in the hospital for a week um mom gave us daily updates um on our whatsapp group our inner circle whatsapp group and now why didn't you let me know um i i i don't know i was with i don't know i just didn't deal with it yeah i mean when it comes to this she didn't, she, didn't think, she didn't think about letting me know. She thought about letting Voldemort know. Yeah. See, I told you that's some messed up S unicorn STD stuff. Um, so what? <laughs> what about unicorn STDs? She described 
Or he's basically like a unicorn who gives STDs. Yeah. I mean, now in truth, there is he did I did not get an STD from him or anything like that. But you she's know, about, she's talking about like emotional STDs. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, Those are we, worse. Need, we need to make that clarification, that he, distinction. He gave, you, he gave you HPV of the heart. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. Chlamydia of the soul. Gonorrhea <laughs> of the brain. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I saw. I heard a, a another depressing thing. A, I, I listened to NPR, and so it was interesting. I heard a song, yeah, they played a song. <laughs> well, they played a song that I, I. The title has just stuck with me, and it's called. And it, I think it's a jazz type song or a blues song, but um, it's "Love Is a Prelude to Sorrow." I was oh, like, I don't know why. I that's just, cheerful. I, well, but it like for me, it resonates. I'm like, oh, that's some real good shit right there. Um, and so I had to like, I thought about that for a while now, and it's still in my brain, working its way through. So, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope that there's um something more cheerful um on that list. To so topic number four, which mm -hmm. I is aimed more at me, um, is back to school with COVID. Yes, I'm very curious about that too. So I'm glad that T'Challa had that on the list. Please tell. Well, um, so week one, um, you know, obviously we don't have any kids yet. Uh, we've pushed the date back for kids all the way to the 19th, which means that normally, you know, like last year, we only got like three days, two and a half of pre days of pre-planning, which was like hardly anything. Mm -hmm. And so this year, uh, we've got like 23 days. Oh my gosh. So, um, so, like, what happens is, is we go to school, we all physically have to go there, and then we go straight to our room, right? We're wearing our masks and everything, and then we have meetings all day in Zoom. So, so they couldn't have done this from you being at your house? Well, I assume, and nobody said this, I assume there was some concern that some people weren't actually doing work from their home last year. Okay. Um, and they assume you know, that we would do work there, which I would think anybody who's going to be, you know, not doing their work at home probably aren't doing the work locked in the room either. But. Right, exactly. And why would you, during a COVID situation, ask teachers to, oh, come into the classrooms, but you know what? Yeah, we need to meet, but we're going to be on Zoom. What the hell? I mean, well, it, is, it, is, it is kind of weird that we're all in the building, mm -hmm. all in our separate rooms, all looking at each other on a computer screen. <laughs> It is really weird, but um, so this week, uh, this whole week is supposed to be um, professional learning. They're going to be teaching us how to use a whole bunch of different things online because mm -hmm. one thing we're doing is we're not everything, whether they're face-to-face -face or it's online, everything's going to be taught online. So okay. for instance, we're not going to use physical textbooks this year. Um, every student in the school is supposed to have their own laptop. They're going to access the online textbook. Okay. Um, you know, I already had a Google Classroom, but we're doing a lot more with that. We're going to be using all kinds of different things. So even the even if t even if kids are in my room with me, everything they're using is going to be online. So um, I can. Paper, we're not sharing books. We're not I can literally imagine. I swear, I feel like I'm using literally a lot. Um, a classroom with a teacher behind a screen and students behind a screen. 
what's the point then of being in person? Well, I hope that it's still, you know, if, if it happens, that it will allow for, you know, even from a distance, uh, relationships, um, you know, further explanation of certain things. I mean, a lot of students, they need, um, they need extra support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I do. It's harder to give that support online. It's not impossible. You can do it. You know, but it's it's a lot easier when I can look you in the face and go, okay, Latoya is not getting this. <laughs> Thanks for using me for that well, example, but okay. But I mean, one of the ways we do formative assessments, one of the most basic is, you know, as I'm talking and describing something, I'll be like looking around the room mm-hmm. and, you know, there's people who are looking back at you and nodding and you know, they've got it. There's people who are looking through you. Mm-hmm. you they may not have it or they aren't paying attention. And then there's the people who are like looking really confused and kind of looking around at other people. Right. And you know, maybe I need to, you know, but see, I mean, head nods are dangerous as well. A concept that one of my clients uses a lot, because I could be staring at you and nodding my head and still, you know, either zone out or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It could be just, you know, it, it could be an error, but, it's a very basic kind of formative thing. If nothing right, else, right. Mm-hmm. you're paying enough attention to be looking at me and know that I'm looking at you and nodding, right? Right. The, the various social cues and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, we're teaching everything like it's online. Um, and the other day, they had a, we sent out a survey asking parents, are you going to send your kid to school or are you going to do it online? Because if you're doing it online, it has to be for the entire first semester. Mm-hmm. And um, only like 40% of parents replied. So um, that's not enough for us to really, you know, know. I mean, the other 60%, what if they all show up? Or what if they all stay home, right? So um, we had a day uh, last week where all the teachers were calling parents. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just based off the other folks in the ELA department, we all compared numbers afterwards. And it was like three to one. Uh, people saying they were going to do virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I don't know what the numbers would be. But what I've been told is that even if you're teaching virtually, you mm-hmm. probably be coming to school. Um, mm. Come to school, you'll be in your empty room and you <laughs> will be teaching online. Um, and they want us to do things. So like last year, sometimes, I would post all the assignments and then I would say, I'm going to be quote unquote in my office from these hours. Right. Right. If you need me. And they were kind of more on their own, but what they want us to do this year is even if you're in your empty room, you'll be, you'll be teaching like first block from eight fifteen to nine forty. Okay. And so you might, you're going to record yourself and they're supposed to be logged in anyway, but for the folks who don't make it, there's going to be a recording of it. Um, and so it's possible I could be literally teaching to an empty classroom um, with people watching. Me. It just feels like so much of this is unnecessary and is insane. I mean, the thing it, is, it is I'm getting used to because I can imagine walking around here <laughs> when nobody's there. Um, but I, I guess you would get used to it. I just, my concern is that 
we are still in the grips of a pandemic that no one has a cure for. No one fully understands it. And we're still willing to roll the dice and say, oh, well, you know, we need to try and get back to normal. It's like, yeah, I get that. And yes, I would like to get back to some normalcy, but not at such a high cost, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like for those of us who do social distance and wear our masks and stuff, we're prolonging the the, the spread um, because, you know, for as many people who will wear the mask, there's just as many out there walking, you know, walking around without one, you know, the people who need to get it. <laughs> so, um, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's very sa- sad and scary in yeah. a way. Um, because yeah, 2020 will in our lifetime anyway, forever be a, the year that everything changed. You know, I, I feel like in some ways it's almost, almost like even what you know world war ii or something like that where there was this actual shift in the way life was lived after you know or even in this case during um so i mean you know from of course the president saying that every you know people need to get back to their lives and go back to school and stuff which again is ridiculous but it's just it's been a very twilight just kind of a twilight zone kind of year yeah but i mean i'm we'll be curious i'm sure you'll talk about it at some point you know when school does open if it does in fact open on august 19th um and how many people will show up because are they well i know what is it the governor backed off of his lawsuit i think but will the students be required to wear a mask i think you said at one point it was going to be suggested to them uh no so in Baldwin County, at least, um, all the teachers and all the students, everyone in the building has to be wearing a mask anytime they are, you know, within any kind of range of each other. Okay, so on property. I'm in the room all by myself. Mm-hmm. I can mask off. But mm-hmm. if I step out to go anywhere, I have to put the mask on. Or if someone comes into the room, you need to put it on. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Teachers, they gave all the teachers these uh, wristbands, um, green, yellow, and red. And they're for each other. So if you're red, it means that you are either very uncomfortable or you have some sort of condition that makes you susceptible to COVID. And you well, would rather that people keep a good distance, you know. I'd be a red. Yeah, and then all the way up to a green, which says, you know, look, you're wearing a mask because you're required to, but if somebody wants to come up and they're green and you're green and y'all both want to give each other a hug, you know, it's been so long you've seen each other, go ahead. So are you, like, in between, are you a yellow or something where it's like, mm. Yeah, yellow means, you know, eh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. are you a yellow? So I snagged a yellow and a green. Oh, okay, okay. I really wanted a red too. I like to keep those all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Throw one on a wrist, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so most people are um, are yellows, um, but there's a good number of greens and a good number of reds. Well, I mean, if you couldn't snag a, a red, I'm sure you know there are quite a number of reds. Yeah. So yeah, yeah uh, that's still scary. I mean, I hate that you have to. 
Mm -hmm. We have a number of teachers who've gotten notes saying, you know, they, they're high at risk. Mm -hmm. um, and a few of them are kind of annoyed that they still have to be there right now. I would be too. I mean, but honestly. Yeah, they're more likely to, to be given the virtual teaching stuff, you know. Because, yeah, it's like, yeah, why would I put myself at additional risk? Me or my family? Because, I mean, you know, not everyone essentially lives alone. You know, kind of just yeah. even in your situation, you have an elderly mom and then your yep. son comes over, you know, so it just, uh, yeah, uh, 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 no. Well, and I have so many kids, they live with grandma. Right, exactly. You know, it's a very common thing. Matter of fact, I, some, there's sometimes I feel like more of my kids live with grandma than they do with mom or dad. Well, I mean, it, it, which is interesting here in the States, it's it culturally in like Jamaica and stuff, it's, that's not uncommon. I mean, I was raised yeah. by my grandparents um, during much of my formative years. My parents were in New York. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I am, I'm very concerned about the, <laughs> the school systems that actually go back to people in the classroom like do you know of any school systems in georgia that have actually gone back yet um yeah there was one that started back um not last week but the friday before that okay i haven't heard anything about them i know that there's one up in ohio or something they went back and they uh they immediately had a quarantine within four hours <laughs> um you know and i i'm I, i'm curious how long We'll stay open. I, you know, knock on wood, maybe we'll be open just fine, you know, but I, you hear about so many cases. I mean, I have to, I have to admit, I keep thinking we're going to be open like a week and then we're going to have to be all quarantined. Well, I mean, and I told you before, the fact that major league sports have problems and th I mean, they've got millions of dollars to throw at this issue and it's still an issue. Why do we think that the public school system with limited resources in comparison, is going to be able to handle it any, you know, any better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely stay safe because, you know, it would totally suck if you like died from COVID. Um, You'd have to contact, uh, you know, Voldemort and let him know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, I apologize for not having told you about my grandmother being in the hospital. I just, you know, when again, when it comes to her specifically, I just, yeah. I don't know. All right, number five. I think, uh, I think you will start this one off. Um, your favorite parts of the Star Wars series. Um. Now, let me. Can I ask a question of uh, T'Challa? Yeah. So, are you asking? You want to know like her favorite films in the series, or specific That's moments? Like, what, what is your favorite parts of of Star Wars? Okay. Oh, this was definitely a more of a. Yeah, it's. I feel like it was definitely more of a your dad question than for me, um, because I. I no, I do know Star Wars, but I'm not like you know. I, like a, a full-on fan um you sure about that well <laughs> she used to deny for years that she was a star trek fan even though she had seen every episode of like four or five different series and the movies and all this stuff. yeah um 
honestly, right now, my favorite part of Star Wars is the Mandalorian. Um, and that's only because I feel like even though it is in terms of timeline, it is an old story, it is nice to see something new um, on screen. Because obviously I've never read any of the books or anything like that. I know that there are books. Um, but that is my favorite part of um, Star Wars now, is that it's looking backward um, so we can see what, if, what it was that um, played such a vital role in the future of Star Wars. Well, well, you know, it's rumored that the next arc will be set, like, it way in the past. It will be a prequel to this one. What? Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I think, like, in this case, I, I think a lot of people would have always wanted to know more about Yoda or his, you know, his race or whatever. And so it was, it was just interesting because it felt very different to me, even though it was, you know, definitely in the Star Wars um, universe it was just a really different story. And so uh, as much as I like the original, the first three movies, um, mm. I also really love this. I, I basically don't really think much about the, the newer movies. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, now, that's what I love the most. Of the original three movies, mm -hmm. right? Who is your favorite character from those three movies? Um, What's his name? Uh, Han Solo? No. No. Chewbacca? The older guy. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, yeah, that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, yes. Only because <laughs> I feel so stupid. Because it's like, in my head, I'm trying to, obviously, with those types of characters being in both the original three and the later ones and being played by different characters, I got Now, when I lost. say the original three, I mean the middle three. Yes. The ones the that came three. out in, like, the 70s and 80s, yes. whatever. Yes. That, to me, that is always going to be the original three. Um, your even though the timeline character is, is Obi-Wan Kenobi, who gets killed in the first movie? Yeah. Hey, no, all right. And I mean, I suppose maybe it's because of the you and later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe. It, yeah, I think I, you're thinking of the cute guy who played him in the... <laughs> <laughs> um, what, was there a character? Was it Kwai Jin or something like that? Or? That's in the prequels. Okay, so see. I, yeah, that's, I, that's Liam Neeson. Yes, I, well, I think he's awesome. <laughs> but see, I am very much not a huge, huge fan. I watch it. I still haven't even watched the the uh, Han Solo movie, but um, Solo was awesome. Yeah, I, that's I think the only one now I haven't seen. So you saw Rogue One? I believe I did. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think I would have been maybe better able to answer it if it was Star Trek. <laughs> but do tell us, Barry, because you have the knowledge and the education that I lack when it comes to this stuff. Um, I guess, you know, my favorite films, I would say, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back is probably my time favorite Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Wars film. Um, I loved Solo though. I thought it was very, very good. Um, I don't think much of the prequels. Um, yeah. Cause didn't at one point you ranked them on Facebook or something? Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. I've ranked them. Yeah. And the, the prequels I definitely would say are like the bottom three. Yes. 
Um, Rogue One was okay. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's like middle of the road. Um, with three new films, um, The Force Awakens, I thought was a pretty good, inter- enjoyable remake of A New Hope. Yes. Um, I did not like The Last Jedi at all. Okay. And uh, The Rise of Skywalker had some good moments, but it felt like almost the entire film was being played at like speed two and a half. Mm-hmm. It was going too fast. Um, they did, there are things they, you know, Hey, the emperor's back. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, they literally told you that in the opening scrawl, the emperor. Right. Is, <laughs> it doesn't happen on screen. There was no lead up to it in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. Just in, in in between the second and last film, all of a sudden, the fucking Emperor's back. That's a big fucking deal. Right. And it's so obvious they never planned that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Should he Yes. Well, I think I think the problem was they did not have a script for a trilogy. Right. They, they made The Force Awakens, and they threw out some things that they thought would be good mysteries that could be solved later, and then J.J. Abrams left. And then they brought in Rian Johnson, who decided to make whatever the fuck The Last Jedi is. And he decided that Rey was not going to be anybody important, and that Luke, you know, had gone and, you know, become whiny on some island somewhere. <laughs> And then everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people hated it. And so they brought back J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden had to backtrack on all that. He got to like clean up. (laughs) Yeah, he had to like clean it back up. And uh, and now all of a sudden Ray is, you know, Palpatine's granddaughter and all this kind of stuff. Um, And even at the end, like when she she takes on the name Skywalker, Mm -hmm. why? Why does she take on the name Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she's a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. She's not related to Luke <laughs> in any way. She knew him for like, I don't know, it felt like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, she knew Leia, right? But Leia really never was called herself Skywalker either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like an odd thing. It just... Okay. Um, anyway, I, I, I don't know. Turn it into a rant. I'm supposed to talk my favorite parts. <laughs> you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back, great movie. I like the whole original trilogy. Um, a lot of people, you know, make fun of Return of the Jedi. It's still better than any one of the prequels. Um, the Mandalorian is awesome. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I can't wait for some more. Uh, it was fantastic. So, yeah. Favorite characters, I was always a Luke Skywalker fan, mm-hmm. um, which is why I was, I was kind of disappointed in Return of the Jedi. I remember being in the theater. I'd waited my whole life, it felt like, to see him finally, you know, be kick-ass. And at the beginning, he helps rescue Leia mm-hmm. and doing stuff with the Force. And he's wearing his cool black outfit. And I'm like, yes, this is it. <laughs> and then at the end, he faces, you know, the, the Emperor, and he gets his ass kicked. And his daddy has to save him. 
And I remember even at the time going, that's not what I wanted. I wanted Luke to be the hero. Right. But he wasn't. Because, yeah, I mean, it, th- it, it always seemed like it was set up for him to, ob- to be the obvious hero. So, yes, I, I agree with it. Yeah. And then, then we go all the way to The Last Jedi and we find out that what happened in between movies is he fucked up being a Jedi master, mm-hmm. couldn't train, you know, his nephew, planned to kill his nephew, <laughs> fuck that up, and then abandoned the galaxy yep. to the First Order. No! no I, I'm getting into complaining again. Barry's <laughs> like, this hurts. I, I know. No. I, I, I just think the whole series was very unfair. You know, because I try, I try to use this sometimes with the kids as an example of, you know, uh, writing. no. <laughs> I try to use it as an example of the hero's journey. You know, mm-hmm. because the first film is set up so well as that, but when you stretch it out past the first film, it completely falls apart because Lucas does not become the hero. Right. Anyway, number six. Hey, we stretched this out to an hour already. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How many are on the list? Just this, the last one. Oh, okay. That's an, a weird number to end on. Six. Okay. He told me to make six, so I, I made six. About six. Oh, yeah. okay. Get an hour. Yep. Number six. This one's kind of vague, Chala. It simply says politics. Oh my gosh. I put something about politics in there, so I put yeah. politics in there. <laughs> Well, I, I want to jump into this one quickly because whenever I hear anything uh, politics. This, Latoya, this one's aimed at you for you to go on your depressing rant. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for deliberately giving me one. It's, it's not an episode without one. <laughs> so, every, everyone becoming one. <laughs> so, okay, here's my politics thing at the moment. I am still very much trying to stay out of politics or even really hearing anything about politics because it just feels like there's nothing that I can do or it, I don't I don't know it, it seems a bit futile um I was annoyed however I like how you pronounce futile there futile. <laughs> um so um I Okay, so the whole thing with the upcoming election, I think it's interesting that for one, um, the the census they're planning to maybe end a month early with the door knocking, um, which again, you know, for some people they just don't care or whatever, but the census is an extremely important part or plays an extremely important part in politics. So the fact that that is being kind of like, oh yeah, you know, we have enough data. It's like, um, really? Uh, coupled with Trump saying that he felt like the the election needed to be moved, then saying, oh, he didn't really mean it, but we all know he really meant it because he felt like, oh, it's not safe enough for us to have an election. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. Um, if Especially if you're not going to be doing the things that we should be doing for social distancing, since he, you know, apparently it's against his religion. Um, but so him saying he wants the election moved and 
then saying how fraudulent it is to do mail-in, which I'm like, the armed forces, that's how they vote. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the didn't doesn't he vote that way uh, via mail? So why is this thing now so... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so angry because I was listening to something that said, especially if they stop doing the census now, I think they've only gotten maybe 40% um, return on that as far as people filling them out. They're saying it, it will certainly impact those of lower income who are oftentimes the ones who take the longest to respond. And so if you shorten the door knocking campaign, um, that means that the political lines, district lines, that kind of stuff will, will remain as they are or be, be even more skewed. Um, you know, I know recently Trump was talking about, you know, he's, he's basically un, undone so much of the things that President Obama's administration has done. Um, I feel like he's done far more harm than good. Uh, and... I what? How can you think he would do more good than harm? <laughs> I mean, you know, going in. I just yes, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like you you don't think someone can go any lower, and yet they somehow spectacularly find a way to do it. Uh, I just never thought we would have a president like this in my lifetime or ever. Yeah. But then, too, it, it harkens back to that whole earlier conversation about dumb people. So, you know, <laughs> dumb people have been, um, I guess, oppressed for a very long time, suppressed. And this is what Poor we dumb get. people. Huh? Poor dumb people. Yes. Um, I, I guess maybe this is what we get. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been a very volatile climate from the Black Lives Matter movement to John Lewis's passing, and then, of course, Herman McCain passing. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like I've lived in a twilight zone, and I don't know if, if there's ever any return to normal after this. Because since we've, almost, we've essentially started this precedent of stupidity in the White House, that means that that door is, that door is open. You yeah. know? Uh, that's a pandora's box kind of thing you let it out you can't put it back in so i feel like there's been a lot i haven't felt like there's been a lot of focus on like biden i don't i trump is still the news story and so even though i certainly plan on voting for biden i honest to god would not be surprised if somehow trump won again even though he's done nothing about corona he's done nothing really for the economy even though you know that anyway even though he signed his name on the the stimulus check i but i do feel like if there is another four years of trump i will seriously consider moving to canada or something um somewhere where there's less crazy um less overtly crazy yeah so i'm, I'm disappointed and hurt by the political environment um, and its impact on, um, well, just other socially, socioeconomic 
um, it's, it's impact on that. And it's just, it feels like it's, it's like, isn't enough that we have to deal with Corona. We have to deal with all this other stuff too. It just feels like 2020 was the year that they busted open Pandora's box and was like, you know, fuck it, whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. I mean, he has to go after the, uh, you know, the vote by mail thing. He's got to go, he, at this point, he's got to limit the number of people who vote. Yeah, yeah, that, that is it. That's how he, he thinks he can win, you know, because, you know, one thing about the, um, the stupid vote is they're going to get out because, like you pointed out, they, they feel like they've been, you know, shamed and mm-hmm. for so long. Um, they're going to get out and vote. And so a lot of people like you and me were like, I don't know if I want to stand in line with a bunch of sick people for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. you know, so that brings up, you know, people saying things like, well, I, maybe I want to vote by mail. And if they stop you from doing that, there you go. Well, man, for him to continually say how corrupt it is. And it's like, dude, you've voted by mail. And I just, I, I, I just, I do not understand it. I, I just don't. Yeah. So whatever scare tactics he's using, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, like I think at one point he was upset because what Fauci had a higher approval approval rating than him. I'm yeah. like, um, because he's smart and you're dumb. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're just gonna make it very simple, uh, that would be my reasoning for why he would have a higher rating. Because again, this person is actually educated in his field and is telling us stuff that is pertinent to where his expertise lies compared to someone who just says batshit crazy stuff with no proof of anything. Yeah. And I mean, and for, for him and his followers to just be like, yeah, well he said it, so it must be true. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of focus on Biden because it's pretty obvious. It, the election has nothing to do with Biden. Yep. It doesn't. <laughs> the election is Trump, or no Trump. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really anybody could be running against him. Um, that's what it would be. And, uh, you know, I think that would I be shocked if Trump found a way to win? No. Uh, but I think that would, it would be a case of voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that most people are tired of Trump and he has not handled the situation with the virus very well. And, um, fact that we have hundreds of thousands of people dead Mm -hmm. is pretty damn damning well i mean it was funny or i mean it's not really funny but it's 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 interesting to me that you know we're always very much about you know in america we're free and blah 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 but i'm like on the world stage when it comes to this coronavirus it only adds to people basically anti-american feelings and those who are like americans are stupid i'm like i can't blame for them for thinking that right now because you know our country has done a piss poor job of handling it we're not handling it <laughs> so you know it just i for us to be such a wealthy nation which is i guess somewhat arguable considering we're in so much debt um it 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 just I am confused by our lack of emergency um, in handling yeah. the situation. 
you know, I know that the system is broken. We all know that. I mean, even with the, those who were on an on unemployment and was getting that extra the bonus, you know, and and for many people that was more that they make <laughs> make more on unemployment than in in um, the regular jobs. I'm like, okay, see, that's a problem, you know. And I mean, these are problems we all know that exist, but it's like whichever thing grabs the news cycle is what is what we you know get to hear about, right. So um, I am certainly sad about the, not just the, the political landscape, but just social issues and life. You know, I feel like, I feel very tired in general. Um, and I am, um, when it comes to Trump, whether he wins or loses or whatever, again, I feel like that was just a Pandora box moment. And it, you know, when you watch stuff on history and you're like, oh, you know, these things could never happen again. You know, I'd watched this whole documentary series about, the, you know, the various world wars and what led to that. And the, the, you know, even with the dropping of the, the atomic bomb and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this type of thing going on now can lead to those kind of catastrophic, catastrophic moments because people are on edge and they're fearful and yeah, it's just exhausting. And I mean, history is just cyclical because we keep, I mean, not just us as Americans, but we all keep making the same mistakes as if we just don't learn from it or that we think that the outcome is going to be different. That is true. So, okay. So this is the end of the season. It is. It is. And we normally take a two-week break or something. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm fine with taking the break. Um, we could come back on the 20th because that would technically be your, the what is it, the day after the first day of school, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, sure. But it's up to you. Uh, what time? Our, what, our old time was what? Did we do like six? That was like six thirty, something like that. What about six? Or I could do five thirty. You can do five thirty. I have a standing meeting at five thirty. How many times I know, do I have I've told to tell you, you before that you've had a standing relationship with me longer than this person? Yes, I know, but I have that standing meeting at five thirty, and I can't move it to earlier as much as I like would like to. Um, so. It'll be the earliest it can be is six o'clock. Right, as if it really matters to anyone because it's, it's not like we do like live streaming or anything like that. Sure, but yeah. it's six possible. So, yes, we will be back on August 20th, unless there's some, you know, earth shattering reason for us to record a show early. And um, uh, we, should, we should thank T'Challa. Yes, thank you. I loved it. Thank I you. actually liked not having to, like, I, I enjoyed the questions. I really bravo did. Me. Yes, bravo you. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun, at least on my part. I didn't have to think of anything to talk about. So, I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of glad because I, I expected. Maybe we should do this more often. We should. You I, was, should I like, forgot what mine were. <laughs> <laughs> we should always do a segment where it's just like, you know, that you if provide you us questions. It can just be one topic. 
I will find something completely random and you'll have to discuss it. Yes. So see, now that's a part of the show. It has to, you have to provide us with the one random thing for each show. I'll find you something random. Awesome. I love it. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Well, I will say before we close, I, again, did not watch as much um, television because I was playing my Nintendo Switch. And I'm very much all into Animal Crossing. So I, I have the Animal Crossing skin on my um, Nintendo Switch console, as well as the dock. Um, I did watch, since our last show, about 34 episodes or hours of television, um, which, you know, that is really small considering it's been weeks now. And normally in one given week, I watch more than 34 hours of TV. Wow. So. Although I guess I'm still watching it because I'm playing on it. But uh, so, yeah, I watched several things. Um, more specifically, I started watching The Alias, the Alienist. Um, my husband found it. I think oh, he season thought, one. well, he, he thought, and I, you know, I guess he thought it was going to be sci-fi. And so I told him, yeah, I heard about The Alienist before, but never really, you know, gave it much thought because the name alone, I'm like, well, I'm not really interested in that genre. So he started watching it and he's like, oh, wait a second, Latoya, this is a period piece, which you love. And it's about, you know, like depression and stuff, (laughs) you know, people with mental illness. And so he had watched a couple episodes and he's like, I'll re I'll watch it with you. Cause I mean, he never really sees a television show just once and gets it. So we rewatched it and yeah, I finished all of season one, which I did enjoy. Um, I really love the main character. He's, he's pretty cool. He's hot. Um, And then I've watched two episodes of the season. I think maybe four or so episodes are out. Um, It's been okay. And I'll continue watching it. I know it's based on books, the first one and the second one. So the second one technically is not just titled The Alienist. It's The Alienist something or another. The Um, second one is um, Angel of Darkness or something? Yeah, or something. But again, I know it has to do – that. these are based on books, which is cool. Um, I did watch all of Hannah um, season two, which, I mean, to me it was okay. I mean, I still love the first season better than the second, but – you know, it had its moments. Um, I've not yet started watching the Umbrella Academy season two. I know it's out. Uh, we, we're, we just started watching season one. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool, though. At least you get to go from one to two. So, um, I, yeah, I haven't started watching the second season yet. I will. Um, but I don't know if it'll be when Kay comes home or something like that. And see, I never know when that is. So. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But. I just watched the, the first Descendants movie. I liked it. Did you really? Although I did not like what they did with Jafar. It seemed vaguely insulting. Mm. Um, but I did enjoy the rest of it. Okay. I did rewatch My Spy and Stuber because um, Kay had not seen them. And I told him, of course, about your, you know, what you had said about liking Stuber more. And so um, I had him start off on my spy because, you know, I was like, Oh, if you want to watch something light and funny. And then I explained to him how you preferred Stuber. And I, and he had said he had not seen it. And I forgot, you know, that obviously my date nights with Gwen, we would see all these movies and Kay wouldn't see them. So we then watched Stuber and, you know, I mean, he enjoyed it too. So I had to, of course, because it's Kay, tell him when he needed to 
completely not be looking at his iPad screen at Facebook so that he wouldn't miss key points in the movie so that the movie would make sense. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's always a challenge watching something with my husband. So, so yeah. Okay. But outside of that, that's everything that's been going on. Um, a lot of doom and gloom and, you know, my usual stuff. So T'Challa, are you, what's the deal with you going back to school and stuff? What's the final plans on that? Um, so far, the 17th. Oh, wow. And are you going back into the classroom or a virtual? Uh, classroom, to my knowledge. Oof. Okay. And uh, here in Jones County, you don't have to wear a mask, right? It's just encouraged? Yeah. Will you be wearing one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I have to ask because, you know, this is the, the most political of topics is to wear a mask or not. So, wow. Okay. Well, hopefully everything will be okay, that you remain safe and certainly don't, don't pick up the virus. Um, and I, I'm sure you'll tell us more as the school year goes on what it's like from your um vantage point okay sounds like fun <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so we'll be back on the 20th yes august 20th to kick off season 12. yeah and uh you know if you guys you know have any ideas if you like to have segments on the show if you want to have less of latoya or mm. that um just let us know. Can't promise anything. Oh, whatever. But we can try. Because I know at one time, you know, we, we would talk about, like, you know, what music are you listening to this week? We had segments at various times. We still have segments. They well, just kind of, you know, blend together they, sometimes. Yeah, they just blend together, yeah, yeah. You know, we, yeah, used, I'm, we used to play a game called There's Something About Barry, you know, where you would have to answer questions about me. I no, we played Stump the Chump. Don't even make it about you. Don't make it about you. <laughs> yeah, we did Stump the Chump. Yes, yeah. I love that game. But I, I am excited. randomly call people. Yeah, there were people we had on the show. Um, yeah, we could randomly call people, right? Just right. People. Mm -hmm. Tell them that we're calling from a show in the stacks. Would you like to play Stump the Chump? Three questions. If you win, you could get like an official Stump the Chump magnet for your refrigerator. Yeah, we used to, what is it? We used to give out buttons or something. I don't even remember. I think it was. I, 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 think, I think it was, I thought it was like gift cards for food. No, I thought it was just button. It wasn't anything that like, you know, had really much of a cost attached to it. I thought it did. And I thought, you know, the library paid for it. <laughs> no, we, did, we, we didn't do that. Um, I think we had buttons. Yeah, we okay. had buttons. So, but yes, we encourage anyone who follows us on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, if there's a topic you want us to talk about, just post it. And that would certainly um, be exciting. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, T'Challa, how do you want to sign off the show? I think we should let Latoya sign us off today. I was thinking of saying get the heck out of here, but I mean, yeah. Well, I, I've... I will close the show with something that is certainly very much me. Depression hurts. Okay, that's it. <laughs> the national suicide prevention number is. Oh. <laughs>
does. And see, I think it's hilarious you like to make fun of me when you have issues too. So, you know, I, I just I be, I tend to be more open about mine. Yeah, I don't make people listen to it for an hour. Oh, my God. Well, just do the, the Barry and T'Challa show or something, and you could just cut me out altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, all righty, bye. See all you motherfuckers later. <laughs>